What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on. because Feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Doggy, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host Wool Donk, sitting with my buddy Kev Huggin Duggin. Howdy, howdy. All right, gang. Well, it's a two two man crew tonight. Our third, Kyle, the coach Duggan, is covered with children right now and can't be. We can't pry him from the wreckage. We're sending a rescue team, and <laughs> hopefully, we'll uh, we'll they're, they're gonna have those big jaws that they get people out of cars with. Right. We're just kind of like pull all the kids off of them. It's really right. good. No, it's going to be like the Chilean minor situation. We're sending <laughs> water and food. He's okay, but he's trapped for the moment. Uh, we'll get him back on the next episode for sure. Um, but man, what an episode for him to miss. Cause good Lord, there has been so much happening. The amount of, imp- the amount of news that <laughs> came out in like just the last couple hours, like, yeah. holy shit, <laughs> like some like late breaking news folks that have been dropping all day today. Uh, we'll, we'll cover all of it, but, uh, first and foremost, we need to shout out our very own diehard bolt club president, Rike. Uh, for those of you that haven't been paying attention, if you check out the, uh, charger social media team, uh, they posted a video of Rike going to get interviewed about potentially being fan of the year. Maybe. It wasn't, yeah, I mean, we're, we're interviewing folks and you know, we, we, we just want to get your take on it. And then all of a sudden Derwin James kind of drifts into the background and like hunting him like a, that like was awesome. Jaws. That like was a, a great shot. Yeah. Like a lion coming out his prey and then boom, dropped the news that Rike was fan of the year. Well deserved. Uh, for 2022, absolutely well deserved. Congratulations, Rike. I couldn't think of a better guy to get it. Um, th- th- that's just such an awesome, awesome thing for for a great guy too. Yeah. Like it he really, does, 
does so much for you know the Charger community. If you're, if you're a part of the diehard bull club, you see what he's what he's doing and how he's helping and how he's just bringing everybody together. So yes, that's the perfect definition of a perfect fan for the Chargers is bringing more fans with them. So that's what he's doing. Absolutely. So congrats, brother. We're, we're really happy for you. Big congratulations, sir. Um, and then followed up with a bit of sad news, unfortunately. Former Charger Adrian Dingle passed away uh, on the 8th, November 8th, uh, at 45 years old. Poor guy. Uh, drafted in the fifth round of the 1999 NFL draft from Clemson University. Uh, the defensive tackle with the Chargers from 2000 to 2005. His NFL career stats include 78 tackles, 14 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and an interception. Uh, sad. It is and, sad. Yeah. Apparently, and I saw some of the former players um, tweeting about him, and he was at that big event where they brought in all the right. two, the players from the 2000s. So a lot that was of them his era. Yeah, got to see him. Like that was like three, four weeks ago. So just really sad news, and um, a lot of love for his family. And uh, um, yeah, brother. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Hate to see a, a Charger go, especially at such a young age. That's yeah. uh, that's really unfortunate. Um, all right. Well, getting back into the uh, current Charger news, uh, Sunday night football. Uh, we all know we've got Sunday night football this week going up against the 49ers. But what we didn't know was that the Chargers are going back-to-back -back Sunday night football. Flex! <laughs> Ooh, the ocean is that way. The water is this high. The sun is too bright! <laughs> um, yes. yes, against the Kansas City Chiefs, folks. So that is now flexed to a Sunday night game, back-to-back -back Sunday night games. Uh, that's that's really awesome to get two primetime games I'm in a row. I'm so excited, dude. This um, is nuts. Yeah, this is pretty wild because this is a game that both you and Kyle, the coach Duggan, are going to be attending here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. So that's that. That kind of changed. I know it's tough for some of the fans because they like. There's a lot, a lot of planning that goes into a, this. Yeah, we've been in messaging with a lot of fans, and a lot of them from are coming from out of state, so it messes with all of the travel arrangements. So absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it might mess with a few Chiefs travel arrangements too, and we might have a little bit more wah, of a home field wah. advantage. So yeah. let's let's get it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see. So uh, make sure you're tuned in at the right time for that. So Chargers, for those that are keeping score at home, have six primetime games this season now, most in the NFL. It, we're just fun. Even when our games are close. We're exciting to watch, it's damn it. It's fun football. <laughs> and I think the league's, the league's taking notice of that. And this is like, for this game for me is a perfect, like, we lost that Thursday night game. Yes. That was brutal. Mm-hmm come back in front of everyone again. It's like the second time around. This is the retribution game. So hopefully we'll get a few guys back next week and that'll be that'll be fun. But before we get too far there, we got to we got to whoop up on some 49ers. That's, That's right. Yes, 49ers which are going to be it's going to be a tough game and I'm sure uh the guys will come to play, but you know, primetime herbo, anything can happen. Turbo. Um, yeah, the teams that we're going to play on Sunday night were uh, the Bengals and the Steelers. So Guess that wasn't going to be a very exciting game, well, was it? Sorry, Joe Burrow. Not, yeah. not, not tonight. Sorry, not sorry. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about the news that dropped today. Like literally just like a few hours before we started ah! recording this. Uh, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers today waived defensive lineman Jerry Tillery. What? Former first round pick. Yeah. Could not believe this. Um, I, I don't understand... I'm sure there's an answer, but I'm just saying, I don't understand the reasoning for why now. 
Why was now the time to let him go? Um, the, let's see the quote here. Jerry has been a valued member of our organization since arriving in 2019. And I want to thank him for all of his contributions to the Chargers, said General Manager Tom Telesco. This was not an easy decision, but after careful consideration, it was a necessary one that is in the best interest of both team and player. We wish Jerry all the best moving forward in his career. He was going to be a free agent next year, so this was probably going to come anyways. I think you have to look at the correlation of losing Austin Johnson and are they're going to bring somebody else in. Did they save a little money doing this and they're going to be able to bring somebody else in? I don't know. It seems like you kind of need to because that was already kind of a slightly de- depleted, you know, group of players, Area. the yeah. D line. So, yeah. um, so I think this is like a, the first domino on a series of things that might happen, but it's kind of crazy. We've never seen, um, the Tommy, Tommy T do this really. So right. crazy. I mean, this was something that a lot of fans have been asking for, get rid of Jerry Tillery, you know, not because we hate the guy, but because, you know, the performance wasn't where a first round pick player should be performing. He's been a liability a lot. He was and so up, been and, a down, liability. up yes. and down, up and down. And then he goes and hurts himself lifting. Like it's a weird series of events. It's well, just odd. It is odd, and, and I know I, I've read a couple tweets that there was interest uh, in trading Jerry Tillery, um, and they couldn't get anybody to bite. And but there, I guess maybe there was some interest, but they couldn't figure out a good trade, you know, deal. So now that he's been waived, and I saw that they waived him specifically. The wave doesn't actually happen until Friday, so today's episode, um, which means that he won't be available until Monday. So I don't know, maybe the 49ers were interested in him and so they couldn't get him Sunday uh, uh, uh. night. Yeah, we're going to wait <laughs> till use the magic Monday. word. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what the situation is, but I guarantee he's probably going to get picked up somewhere else and they can deal with the mediocrity that is Jerry Tillery, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just weird, like cutting or releasing a first round pick. You know, it's, I know the Raiders are used to this. They, yeah, that's they, they've their, gotten really that's good their at bread this. and butter, man. We're not used to this as much. <laughs> right. So it, it is a strange thing to see, but at the same time, it's something that fans have been clamoring for, been, been beating that drum, and now they can set that drum to the side and find a different drum to beat. Yeah. Um, and in, in the line of defensive news, uh, the Chargers are signing Braden Vahoko to the active roster. Uh, he played eight games last season, so finally it's official. Brian Fajoko on the team, ready to play. Get the stinking sack dance now, please. This, and thank you. Hey, this is a big game for him to like, hey, let's show up, Braden. Cause like that 49ers offense is a they have so many weapons and they've yeah. been running on everybody. So yeah. Let's um and now well, Christian McFrickin Caffrey is yeah. out there. So we're gonna need it's you, gonna buddy. be it's gonna be a challenge. Absolutely. Um Jason Reed took a look at some Fajoko stats and uh, showed that Fahoka played just 121 total snaps last season and had a run-stop rate of 16.1%. According to PFF, Fahoko had the best run-stop rate of any defensive lineman with at least 60 run-defense snaps last season. So that's an amazing stat for somebody that's just been kind of sitting off to the side for a team that has been kind of struggling with stopping the run. Yeah, I mean, I guess... He's coming in fresh halfway through the season, ready to play a strong last half of uh, of season for the Chargers. I don't know if that's the 
the mindset or the game plan or just how things worked out. Um, I'm just fascinated to hear like tomorrow's press conference when like post practice with what <laughs> what the reasoning was for this and what the corresponding moves are because I'm excited for Fahoko, but there's still that I can't stop thinking about this Tillery thing. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, the Fahoko's not necessarily filling in for Tillery. Fahoko is plugging the Austin Johnson situation. That nose tackle. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm curious how the pieces are all going to work now. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, just, I'm very interested to see what they what the reasoning was and what their plan is now. Yeah, I mean, for defensive line guys, Fahoko, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, what are you thinking? Covington? Covington, Covington, Christian Covington. Um, and I think that's like it, like that, uh, that I can at least think of off the top of my head. Like that's, and that's the line right there. Those are the guys. So um, it'll be interesting to see who else they, they bring up, if anybody. Uh, you know, for for the game on Sunday. Um, and the other area of concern was our offensive tackle situation. And Daniel Pomper tweeted out, uh, practice squad offensive tackle Foster Sorrell was working at right tackle with the first team O-line during individual, not Storm Norton. Trey Pipkins uh, was not practicing. So, I mean... And there you the go, Kevin. <laughs> there you go. You didn't want Storm Norton, so you got... Practice squad, offensive tackle, Foster Sorrell. And uh, you feel yeah. good? Uh, well, it's it's the it's that what is it? The grass is always greener. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like oh yeah. I'm they're clearly seeing something at practice that made them pull the trigger on on this. And right. the last time they did this, it was uh Sawyer stepped in and you saw how that all worked out. So sure. Um, I'm just pulling, pulling for the kid. Cause I know we talked about him a long time ago when we brought him on, when we first signed him on. Yeah. I yeah, remember like, the name is familiar, but I mean, it was like a, well, he was like a developmental Slater. Like, what are we worried about? He here? was like a five-star recruit that got hurt and just didn't play well at the end of his college career. And mm -hmm. when he was in the very beginning was projected to go like high, he was going to be like one of the top offensive linemen. Oh, and wow. then he got hurt, fell off. And then went undrafted and is trying to work his way back up. But everyone thinks he has the potential to be really good. Hmm. And now's the time. If this clear, I think this clearly shows that Trey probably isn't going to play. Oh, I think yeah. that's just the kind of the, the vibe you get with, you know, him, him being out any offensive lineman being out to start. Like that's usually a pretty big deal. Those guys battle oh, through all kinds of injuries. So yeah, it'll, it's, <laughs> I'm pulling for you, dude. Let's go, Foster. Yeah, we'll be we'll be cheering you on. Um, apparently, there was an article uh, about Sorrell from Bolts from the Blue by Michael Peterson uh, that shared the good and the bad. The good, we'll start with the good. At almost six foot seven and three hundred and fifteen pounds, big boy, big boy. Sorrell's physical makeup is very much the ideal prototype at the NFL level. After all, that's a big reason he was deemed the number one offensive tackle prospect coming out of his prep career. Coming out of Stanford, NFL draft analyst Lance Zerline noted that Sorrell has strong hands that hold rushers in place and a mentality to finish blocks. Developmental prospects can get a lot worse than Sorrell, so I believe the Chargers got their hands on a worthy player here. So we're three, so that's good. three months in from extra development, and mm -hmm. maybe he got really, really developed. Yeah. Developed <laughs> hard. Yeah. Hard development. Oh, he developed so hard. Developed so you hard. You could see it a mile away. Yeah. 
Um, he was a late bloomer, serious <laughs> developer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he was really focused on <laughs> the development skill tree. Um, so uh, continuing the article, the bad said Foster's steep decline from top high school prospect to undrafted free agent is unfortunately going to be the biggest negative Sorrell is tagged with. He struggled with injuries throughout his time at Stanford and his inability to find success through a change in position coach uh, early in his college career doesn't breed a ton of confidence that he can succeed given ever-shifting circumstances that come with being an NFL player. Maybe he found the perfect coach. Coach? Yeah. That's the, boy, that is the hope if that one of the coaches, I mean, specifically the offensive line coach, can find a way to unlock the potential. And not to mention having Rashawn Slater. I mean, if Rashawn Slater is over there uh, coaching up Jamari Salyer how to play well at left tackle, you got to imagine he's like, hey, Foster, come over here. Let me show you a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, I think it's just interesting that we have so many coaches on the sidelines. Like, there's like all of our starter pro bowlers yeah. are like coaching up the the rooks. It's not just the the coaching staff. It's Pretty good player. Absolutely. Well, it speaks to the character of the players that we have. You know, we hire or, or we we draft and pick guys that are team leaders, guys that want the, you know, that have a, you know, that kind of mentality of like, yeah, I might be injured. I might be out the whole season, but I'm going to try to help my guy get to where this team needs to be so that the team can win. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's not every player is going to do that. Like, especially like the guys that are, been in it for so long or have you know big contracts or inflated egos like that there's none of that nope. on the charger sideline you don't see that at all so um yeah we'll be we'll be rooting for foster sorrell if it, if that is indeed the guy that plays on sunday which as it stands right now seems to be the case foster the people <sighs> please foster my my feelings um, Foster my heart <laughs> um all right looking over at the injury report another long one this week and my goodness. So let's looking at the did not practices. We'll get those out of the way. Keenan Allen, which is pretty expected. I mean, it, he's not just, coming back. To, I, maybe he'll come back next week. Maybe he'll be like, maybe primetime chiefs. I'll suck it up and play. I don't know. That would be, that would be the time to come back if he plans to. <sighs> yeah. Um, Deandre Carter, I guess is dealing with some kind of a rib injury, but he got two full practices in. So that's good to see. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, obviously his right hamstring did not practice those two games or past two days. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, scared us for a hot second when he didn't practice on Wednesday, but apparently just needed some rest. Yeah. Him stealing the ball and running 50 yards. Just like, Hey, <laughs> I need some let's, oxygen. <laughs> let's let you recover for a day. You yeah, earned let, it. That was a good yeah, play. That was a good it. play. So he got a full practice into on Thursday. Uh, Trey McKitty. Uh, wasn't on the injury report on Wednesday, but then showed up Thursday with a hamstring. God damn hamstrings. <laughs> At least he got a limited practice in the Fucking silver hamstring, man. Um, and then, uh, Eamon Ogbongamiga dealing with the groin injury, got a limited practice Wednesday, but a full practice Thursday. So trending in the right direction. Trey Pipkins not practicing due to the knee. Troy Reader, uh, ankle injury, Limited practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday, so that's good. Uh, Chris Rumpf, uh, still not pra didn't practice Wednesday because of the knee, but got a limited practice Thursday, so that's promising. Promising, uh, you know, probably won't play, but that that bodes yeah. better for next week for sure. Yeah, with, with again, when we're really going to need it. Um, Jamari Salyer 
Didn't know he was dealing with an ankle injury, but got two full practices in, so that's good. Um, Jerry Tillery was on the practice squad. I mean, I don't really think we need to worry about it anymore. The injury Um, list, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, what did I say? Practice squad. Oh, sorry, Uh, the injury report. He might be on a practice squad after this week. (laughs) My bad. I I don't know why I said practice squad. (laughs) Uh, It was, yeah, was on the injury report for personal reasons. It wasn't injury related, but now we know that... uh, probably had something to do with the uh being let go he took it personally and they put him on for <laughs> so personal, he took reasons. Two personal days <laughs> yeah. um and then mike williams still not practicing with the ankle injury so i did see him at like the king's night and he was out on the ice i believe oh really or, i didn't know that. like that uh, okay it was th- he was out at an event like that and it was like all right well you're standing you're Good. walking yeah this is nice just can't be you know doing the big cuts and runs and everything like but, that yeah don't slip don't slip, please. Yeah. Somebody get him some slip resistant shoes, please. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty hefty list, but uh not too bad, all things considered. And hopefully the guys that are getting the limited practices in can maybe make a make a push for Sunday's game. Um, on the 49ers side, though, this was a name for anybody that's been a Charger fan for longer than 10 years or less than 10? Yeah, I can't I remember when we got 2005, this guy. I think. Uh, 2015, uh, I think. Yeah, so former Charger Jason Verrett tore his left Achilles during practice Wednesday and is to sit out the remainder of the 2022 season. Uh, Verrett has yet to play this season after tearing his right ACL in week one of the 2021 campaign, though he was likely nearing a return in the coming weeks after being activated from the pup list. Uh, October 26th. So I feel so bad for this guy. It was crazy. I feel terrible for him. Yesterday, they were talking about how he, there's a good chance he was going to make his start against the Chargers. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then right when we were getting ready to do this, you know, we saw the news that this, you know, happened yesterday, but they started talking about it. The dude could not stay healthy. Like, no, the guy is just seven an years, injury magnet. Seven years in the league, and he was just always always hurt so yeah he just feel bad dude it's like his achilles that's got to be a career ender on that one you know i mean he's torn just about every tendon he could and yeah. sprained and strained just about every ankles knees muscle in his body i i, I Head, shoulders knees and toes, knees and toes, toes, knees and toes. <laughs> hey yeah hey. uh yeah the, the poor guy i mean obviously it, it just feel bad for the guy like we the chargers drafted him for a reason he was a number one draft pick drew a first round draft pick and uh, you know, had flashes when he was when he was healthy, but man, just could can't get on the field and feel terrible for the guy. So we won't be seeing Jason Barrett on the other side of the ball uh, come Sunday. Now, looking over at the 49ers, who are currently four and four. Uh, let's see who who are the teams that they they lost to the Broncos. How is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, I think that was like the wrong. That was eleven to ten game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, they this is a weird team because they did not start well. Um, they had a couple blowout games. They beat the Panthers. They lost to the Falcons pretty handily. Um, they beat the Rams, but it, it's hard because this four and four, I don't think is a good indicator of what they are. I think mm-hmm. them getting Christian McCaffrey, such a game changer for them. Like last oh, yeah. game, last game, he threw for a touchdown, ran for a, for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. Yeah, like he did all of it. So yeah, I'm just this four and four is deceiving, right? And I'm not concerned, but I think this is going to be one of the biggest tests our defense is going to have 
in the recent weeks. Just with all the weapons they all the weapons the 49ers have. It's sure it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. No, I mean, this is given given the stage that the team is at right now. I mean, if we were looking at the uh, the Chargers pre-injury, you know, meltdown, like we're 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 in this game. You know, we're we're definitely a competitor, but now that the team is as injury riddled as they are, uh it doesn't bode well for the Chargers, but again, Justin Herbert in prime time, anything is possible. Anything and can change and anything can happen. Just imagine, you know, because he's getting better. Last week he was better than the before the bye week. He gets yeah. keeps getting better. And if this defense can come together with some of these second string guys and some of these guys that are being elevated, this is just an opportunity to really solidify how good this team can be. Yes. And they're not reliant on the superstars to get out wins. It's going to be close. This is going to be a close game. Oh, yeah. But it is still absolutely within the realm of possibility to think we can bring home this win. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for the Chargers, to say the least, but we are ready for the challenge. And if you guys are ready, you can go on over to patreon.com slash charger chat and join our Patreon, where we've got a bunch of different things that you guys can do over there. And we've got some awesome videos that are already up and more to come of us having a fun old time. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I can't wait for the reaction video we do of the hot ones. I'm very excited. Oh, yes. Yeah, That's we've saw a awesome video. We've seen Chargers already dropped a couple more videos that we are salivating over sitting down together and uh, and watching together and posting to Patreon. So uh, check it out if it's something that you're interested in. But if not, don't fret. You can always go over to chargerchat.com where we can check out all the cool stuff we've got over there, t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other members, other Charger Chatteteers, and ask questions and ask Volt Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, gang. Well, it's time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You love them. It's the Craig Experience. He's back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Last week's uh, game against the Falcons, again, of course, was a close one because that's what the Chargers do. Came down to a game-winning kick by Dicker the Kicker, who, ironically enough, is from Austin. Uh, Actually went to Lake Travis High School, which is not that far from me. And now that I'm thinking about it, Dustin Hopkins was also born in Austin, Texas. So interesting connection there. But they pull it off in almost identical fashion from a 2020 win against the Atlanta Falcons on essentially the same play that set up the field goal this year. Same score, 20 to 17. You saw the videos, right? Completely this, like totally identical. Same play. Uh, almost the same position on the field, super eerie. I posted something on Twitter that just said, like, you know, apparently we live in this simulation and uh, they ran out of ideas, so they just hit the repeat button. But anyway, Chargers get the win, five and three. So that's something to be happy about. I mean, of course, the team suffered another loss uh, on the defensive line. Austin Johnson goes down. And man, it's really weird because it feels like the Chargers don't ever just get like an injury where to a key guy, should I say, where it's just like a bump or a bruise. They might miss a week or two. It's almost like the worst possible scenarios. They either miss a huge chunk of the season or they're gone altogether. And uh, this year has been really weird. Probably saw that post. uh, I think Chargers memes made it where it shows week by week the injuries. And there were only two so far where there haven't been any. And one, ironically enough, was during the bye, and that was Jerry Tillery. Go figure. But look, <clears throat> again, five and three. Be encouraged by that. On the road, Santa Clara to play the 49ers, which is going to be a really big test. Um, the Chargers win so far, I think, have come against altogether. There's a 13-27 combined record um, of their opponents to this point. But... Now we get to kind of see what the team's made of while they're down a bunch of pieces. And if they can scrap together a good game here against San Fran, then it's something to take into the future for the rest of the season, should I say, and grow upon. And as guys start to come back from injuries, um, they can keep themselves in the race by just essentially competing. And, you know, if they can win this game, and I'm not trying to seem like a Debbie Downer, like this game scares me, it really does, just because of the type of team that the 49ers are and that 4-4 record is not indicative of who they actually are Um, a lot of that was before Christian McCaffrey and also they were dealing with some injuries that have been of their own 
<clears throat> guys are starting to come back. I think they're fresh off of a bye, so they're going to be ready and raring to go. But if the Chargers can come in this game and, like Coach always says, compete and keep it close, um, they they have a chance. They have a really, really good chance. Um, the run game, sorry, the run defense is going to have to step up big time because that is what the San Francisco 49ers offense is predicated on. Um, it's going to be tough to contend with Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Uh, hell of a back when he's healthy. Um, and seems like, you know, he's been able to keep it together thus far. Um, haven't seen him pop up on any injury report, so he's probably going to be going on Sunday. And uh, Debo Samuel is going to be back. Oh, yeah, Sunday, by the way. It's a primetime game. Awesome. Got two back-to-back weeks of it. So we get to see uh, number 10 on the big stage once again where he should be. And he looked pretty good last week. Starting to inch closer to 100%. And it's going to be necessary because uh, I seriously doubt he's going to be hanging out in the pocket a whole lot um, because uh, Trey Pipkins has been playing on that sprain. MCL seems to have re-aggravated it. And ironically enough, Foster Cerro has been getting first team snaps, which is interesting. <laughs> um, you know, they seem like they're completely out on Storm Norton. We understand why. But uh Foster has a lot to prove, so hopefully he steps up and is able to make it happen. But I would imagine the game plan is going to be to put Justin on the move a bit, have him rolling out. Uh, Last thing you want is Foster Serrell one-on-one or Storm Norton or uh, injured Trey Pipkins with Nick Bosa coming off the edge. 49ers front is really good, and they boast probably the best middle linebacker in all of football as well. So got to keep those things in mind. Uh, Shane Day. Having had experience uh, being on the 49ers staff, should be able to give some input into that offense and hopefully help stay the game plan for it. So, I mean, hey, uh, I don't feel like it's going to be a horrible game. I think the Chargers will be up for it. I just don't think they can afford to go down, spot this team a double-digit lead as they have the last few weeks. Um, Something else I'm interested in seeing? I'm really happy about that we got to see last week, man, is Isaiah Spiller got some burn. And uh, in some limited snaps, but he more than Sonny Michelle, which was encouraging. You saw the type of running back that he is. Uh, he has really good vision, superior footwork, and he's a finisher as a runner. These are all things that are encouraging as you watch him turn plays that look like they could be negatives into like three, four-yard gains. As a running back, you have to be able to do that. Everything isn't going to be blocked perfectly all the time. So his ability to you know turn something into nothing, I'm sorry, nothing into something is a very uh, is an awesome attribute to have. <clears throat> so, you know, once Kelly comes back, I think that's your three headed monster uh, in the backfield. And ideally get him on the field at the same time as Eckler uh, at spread out uh, in the slide a little bit last week. And I would like to see more of that with uh Spiller on the field with them as well. So, you know, you want to stress some defenses out? That's the way you want to go about doing it, I think. You can even line both of them back in the backfield at the same time in the split back set out of shotgun, and that gives you a few different options. You got two-way goals to run the ball, so you're not in a situation where you're only having a single running back lined up to one side of Justin, which almost always indicates that the run is going to the opposite direction, unless they run a counter or something. Um... So it gives the defense multiple things to think about, and that's what you want to do. Have them 
make their job, have the offense make the defensive job difficult, especially pre-snap, so they don't have uh, the confidence to just fly off of the line of scrimmage and attack a play. Make them have to take that extra second to diagnose, think about what it is that needs to be done, because that extra second buys Justin some more time to find wide receivers. And Josh Palmer, awesome game last week, looking for him to step up again because he's going to have to be the guy. Um, And Gerald Everett, hold on to the ball. Um, well, I can say the same thing for Palmer, but uh, Josh redeemed himself. Gerald, this could be your week to do that as well. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, whew, we know about the weapons on the 49ers, but I think this is also going to be, if in my opinion, it would be a great week to get JT Woods on the field um, so you could utilize Derwin in the box a little bit more. Um, of course, you want to have Derwin on Kittle and try your best to... Uh, contain him as much as humanly possible but to generate some pressure probably a good idea to get Darren in the box and have him coming off the edges up the middle and tandem with Tranquil and just you know send the hounds at Jimmy G because he'll give the ball up happens every game there's an opportunity or two where it looks like he wants to turn it over so uh, again uh, I think Staley's going to have to get a little bit more creative this week because four-man pressures probably aren't going to work all that well because, you know, pretty much only have one true uh, dominated edge rusher with Khalil Mack right now. So <clears throat> get Derwin in the mix there. Maybe get JC, I'm sorry, JT Woods some run and see how it works out. But um, let's see here. Score time. Uh, let me keep it optimistic about this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't feel super confident in it. But if the Chargers do win, I think it'll be in a close one per use. So let's roll with Bolt Gang 27, 49ers 24. How's that sound? Cool. All right. So uh, we'll see how it goes, man. But looking forward to it. And uh, look, if they pull this one out. Things are looking pretty good. So, fingers crossed. Send all our boat love towards them, and hopefully uh, something miraculous happens. Uh, but it could happen. So, with that said, you guys, I uh, appreciate you. I'll catch you on the next one. You know who it is. Mr. Boat Gang, or Do Not Bang, a.k.a. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, until the next one catch y'all later okay love you bye was digging on that music there craig i was like the trumpet i was like the grooving i love that shit this is awesome i was bouncing my head the whole time um i just feel better when he like says what i'm thinking i know you guys are pretty much on the same page it's like what i'm thinking is probably (laughs) a decent thing to think if craig's on the same page if you guys have the same opinions yeah Yeah, i'm yeah i'm pumped i there's a lot this is a test of a game and i'm excited everything you said about what we need to do on offense we got to get those running backs cooking what the defense needs to do because i think that's the weakness of the the 49ers is jimmy uh, jimmy garoppolo Everyone right. around him are the playmakers. He wasn't even supposed to be the starter this year. Right. So yeah. make him uncomfortable, mess him up, get that going. And then I think, you know, good mistakes and some turnovers and not spotting them, you know, two, two, you know, two scores. Possessions. The, yeah. Two, two, <laughs> yeah, two scores. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. And and way to uh, we we totally dropped the ball. I forgot to mention Cameron Dicker, the, the kicker. kicker. 
yeah. uh, was the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. And you know what's crazy? He was on the Philadelphia Eagles like week five. Yes. Won the same thing then too. Yes. That's yes. crazy. Yeah. Two, two different conferences, AFC and NFC, both times. He won AFC player, a special play, special teams player of the week. So, Love it. Uh, yes, congratulations, Mr. Dicker. And thank you for reminding me about that there, Craig. Um, good to see you back, buddy. And, uh, you, man. and I like that score prediction. It's going to be tight and close, but, uh, might be, might, might see some slinging. You know, we might see some gunslinging here. So it could be, could be fun to watch. So, um, all right, well now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is the bolt beat with Jason Reed. Beat it. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your editor, Jason Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at EatYourReadies. Follow Bolt Beat on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers. Check out our articles at BoltBeat.com. No app there. Um, sorry, Elon. Um, I'm recording this a little bit later than normal. Thursday night, it is, let's see here, 558 at the time of recording this. And it was just bro- dropped. Jerry Tillery has been waived by the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, by the time you're listening to this podcast, you already know this, but this is my live unfiltered reaction. I scrapped everything I had planned for this little bit of besides the betting, of course, to talk about Jerry Tillery and him being cut by the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this is a shocker. Um, Tillery hasn't had the greatest career with the Chargers. I don't think that is controversial to say. He missed last week with what was called a back injury that was um, supposedly suffered while he was lifting during the bye week. Um, wouldn't be surprised if that was a hint, hint b- back injury. Um, we just don't want you to play for us anymore. And um, the timing's weird with the trade deadline doesn't play the week after the trade deadline and the buy, you know, maybe they tried trading them. Maybe things weren't, you know, going well, Tom Telesco in his official statement said it was better for, you know, it was a hard decision. It was better for the individual and the team to just move on. Um, now this is crazy. Um, Tillery obviously taken in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft 28th overall pick has never really come into his own. Um, even at the time of the selection, you know, he was a polarizing pick. Um, he had a tremendously high ceiling coming out of Notre Dame, but did not have was inconsistent at times in college. And unfortunately we saw those inconsistencies more times than not at the professional level. He never really came together. He was always really bad against the run. He was one of the worst defensive tackles in the league against the run his entire career. And he just never came around as a pass rusher. Like he had his moments, these brief flashes of brilliance, but at the end of the day, you know, he never could offset just the massive hole he had, you know, as a run defender. So it's going to be interesting to see what the team does. Obviously this opens up a roster space. Are we going to see Terrell Burgess come to the chargers Rams, uh, defensive back safety, cornerback hybrid, more of a safety, but can kind of move around the field versatile. Um, was drafted while Brandon Staley was the defensive back, uh, defensive coordinator of the Rams and was drafted because of his versatility and what he can do on the football field. Hasn't really come together as the Rams. The Rams have kind of been just trying to fit him into this pure safety role. He could be a piece in the chargers that they move around just as a depth piece with the rookie receivers, not really having or rookie cornerbacks, excuse me, not really having the year one impact that they might've expected or like a Mark Webb, for example, who has not had the impact that Staley and company may have expected. Um, so that, Maybe that's what the Tillery waving is for. You know, Austin Johnson hit the IR. Uh, Braden Fajoko replaced him. You know, big claps to Fajoko. He deserves it tremendously. You know, he's been really good in the chances he's gotten, really good against the run. Um, so I'm glad to see him get a spot. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, there's obviously another uh, defensive tackle spot that's now available with Tillery being gone. So do they go defensive tackle? Do they not? And they just give Fajoko, you know, and the, the chance and, you know, have all those guys active because they always have 
one of the defensive tackles inactive anyways, whether it be Otito Ogbana or um, Christian Covington. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, Hopefully they bring in some talent. They're not going to bring in some dynamic receiver. Obviously that's not even an option now, but we could see some help on defense, but Tillery no longer a charger shocked by the news. You know, his future with the team wasn't ever set in stone. His fifth year was declined. This year was kind of always going to be his last year, but to see him just let go, especially while the team's dealing with depth issues and injuries and just lost one of the defensive linemen and Austin Johnson, like something had to have happened. Obviously the relationship wasn't working and it is what it is. So moving forward without Jerry Tillery, as far as this game against the 49ers goes, look guys, I know charger chat is the, um, you know, always optimistic, positive chargers podcast. And that's why I love listening to them because they balance out some of my, you know, as people on Twitter say negativity. Um, but I, I just try to be as, you know, objective as I can about these games and how I would feel about them, not as a Chargers fan. And I just said the 49ers are a scary matchup for the Chargers. And as a Chargers fan, I'm very scared about this game. Um, their offense, just what they want to do with the ball and their weapons, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, um, what they can do with those two alone um, is just not great for the Chargers defense. I mean, we saw it with Corderell Patterson and Marcus Mariota last week. week. We're seeing a much better version of that this week with McCaffrey Debo coming off a bye week extra week to dissect this Chargers defense. They were watching the Falcons game last week, Kyle Shanahan and company. So I'm um, really scared about this matchup. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they got dogs on the defensive line. You know, Nick Bosa, uh, Joey's obviously not playing for this game. Nick Bosa is coming up against either Storm Norton or Foster Sorrell. Like he's going to have a huge mismatch one way or the other. If Pipkins doesn't play, of course, but if Pipkins, Pipkins does play with his re-aggravated MCL strain, he's not going to be himself. I mean, that's not controversial to say. So just the mixture of the pass rush, the receiving core still not up to speed. Keenan Allen was not a participant on Thursday. It's pretty safe to say he's not going to play. Um, it's just, it, it's a bad matchup for the chargers. And honestly, like I would be very surprised if they won this game. Um, but you know, that's why you play the games, you know, anything can happen on any given Sunday. And I would love for them to make me look silly and kind of win this game. Cause that would be a huge win. You know, we have the 49ers and the chiefs back-to-back primetime games. If the chargers can split those, if they can go one and one and they will then be six and four on the season, I really like their chances of making the playoffs and finishing with 10 wins, which would most likely get them into the big dance. Uh, well, not the big dance, but the road to the big dance. Um, but you, they got to do it. You know, two and zero would be exceeding expectations. Holy cow. Teams getting healthy. Super Bowl's back on baby. One and one. We should still be very happy with an Oh, and two is like, obviously a bummer. Don't want to happen, but these are the, probably the two toughest back-to-back games. The chargers have all year with their injuries. If they were full strength, I would feel good. They're obviously not full strength. So we'll see what happens. Um, as, as far as my picks though, for this week, I don't want to pick against the chargers. Uh, the 49ers are seven point favorites. Um, I don't want to pick. I, I, I just don't want to pick 49ers plus seven on this podcast. It'll hurt my heart. I've picked or 49ers minus seven. Excuse me. I've picked other teams when the chargers are favorites because I thought the other team would cover in a close game. This is different. Don't want to pick that instead. Three picks for you. Um, Number one, 49ers first quarter. I will pick them in the first quarter. They are minus one on FanDuel Sportsbook. Minus 118 is the juice on that. The 49ers are one of the best teams in the league at scripted plays. We see it all the time. We saw it last year. We're seeing it this year. And the Chargers have been one of the worst teams in the first quarter. Um, You know, they were the third or fourth team in NFL history to have four straight games with a 10 point or more deficit in the first quarter. Let that sink in for a second. Um, Now, hopefully they overcome that. And this is the, the week where they don't have a slow start, but... If the 49ers don't win the toss, if the Chargers win the toss and they defer, the 49ers might score a touchdown in 11 minutes, you know, and like at that rate, the, the 
biggest thing that could happen for the Chargers is a push in the first quarter. So like, I like 49ers first quarter minus one, minus 118. I think that's honestly my favorite bet of the entire season so far. So play that with your uh, your own caution. Um, I know I'm not going to have any caution with it. Um, the second pick I like on FanDuel Sportsbook, both teams to have a touchdown in each half. Yes, both teams to have a touchdown in each half. The yes is plus 186. It's actually the underdog. Now, if we think about it, you know, we think the 49ers are going to get off to a hot start potentially with their scripting and with the Chargers first quarter struggles. So they could score a touchdown in the first quarter. Then if the Chargers dig the kind of holder they've been digging themselves in in the first quarter, we could assume that they tie it up or at least get to the end zone in the second quarter. So that's we're, we're matching that one and one for each team in the first half. And then the second half, you know, it's going to be either a close game where the teams are trading touchdowns or the 49ers will pull away with touchdowns. And then the Chargers will be trying to come back and will get a touchdown, whether it be garbage time or not. So um, just with the dynamics of this game, you know, I, I really like the both teams to get a touchdown in each half. Yes. Plus one eighty six. Um, third and final pick. I actually don't have a line yet. FanDuel and DraftKings and all these books have been really slow with these lines the last few weeks, probably because of all the Chargers injuries. But like I did with the Eckler receiving yards, you know, prop the last few weeks and it's been hitting. Um, I'm going to give this pick not knowing the line, but the backup running back who is, I'm going to have to click my computer. I don't want to come off camera. I believe it's like Tyrion Smith something. I don't remember. I don't know his full name off the top of my head. Excuse me for that ignorance. But the backup running back for the 49ers, take his rushing yards over. So it's probably going to be low. I mean, this guy's obviously not a big name player. I don't even know his name. It's going to be like in the teens, probably like 18 and a half, 16 and a half, something along those lines. If they have the line, if they make the line, if there was a line for him for his rushing yards, I would hammer the over because obviously the Chargers have a bad rushing defense and the 49ers aren't going to just run Christian McCaffrey to the ground. They obviously want to keep him healthy for the playoffs. Um, so we might see McCaffrey only get 15 to 18 carries and we might see this backup get eight to 10 carries and if the Chargers allow 5.9 yards per carry or whatever it is after last week. They're obviously going to allow probably more than 18 yards against the backup running back. So that's just, that's my logic there. Um, if they set the line, whatever the line is that I would take that the McCaffrey over, you could probably take as well. That's probably a safe bet. Um, you know, Debo, maybe if Debo has a rushing yards total at like 10 and a half or something, maybe even take that, um, take something rushing yards for sure. But the one I like the most is the backup running back. So those are the three bets I like. Hopefully I can hit these bets and the chargers can prove me wrong and they could win 30 to 14 with the 49ers just winning in the first quarter. Um, and it'll be interesting. You know, this could be the last week we're super, super banged up. Keenan maybe returns for the chiefs game. You would hope. Um, I don't think Mike will is back yet. I don't think Bosa is back yet just because they're not even in practice yet this week, but let's get through these two weeks with the injuries. Herbert's finally looking like himself again, post rib injury. So get through these two weeks, split it one and one. That's a huge win. And then maybe we go into week 12 with a, uh, an offense that has Keenan and Mike Williams for the first time all season, pretty much. Um, and it has Joey Bosa. And we, we see the chargers team from week one that we were excited about with a six and four record and ready to go on a run um, and hopefully make some noise in the playoffs. Look, every year there's a team, the, the Bengals last year were what three and five or whatever they were at one point, And they made a run. They got hot when it mattered in November and December. Um, we're officially in November. We were officially in November last week as well. So it's time to get hot. Um, and let, let's hope let's bolt up, baby. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch two primetime games and hopefully the chargers make me eat crow until next week. Back at the charger chat guys. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Let's prepare uh, the best crow dish that we possibly can for Jason Reed, please yeah. chargers. I want this to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of great points about, uh, about the Tillery situation, about what to, what to expect for the game. 
uh, coming up here. Um, I, I mean, it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things he mentioned that makes you just kind of go, oh, God, no, please, anything <laughs> yeah. but that. It's just but, so many variables on this game and so many new things. Right. There's a lot of, ex- you, you can expect a lot of, I don't want to say expect, but there's a lot of things that could go wrong that if they go right, it's just that much better. Like yeah. you, like uh, to get guys that can exceed your expectations, you know, if the expectation is that, uh, that we're not going to do great, then it's like, well, okay. I mean, if that's, if that's what you want, then, then I guess maybe that's the way to feel. I don't know. Like, it, it's just, I'm more in the, in the vein of like wanting being the underdog. We're again, the underdog folks, like, something, you know, just a little different this week. You know, we want to share some of the media pundits, uh, what they picked for this upcoming game. Um, This is from the NFL media from across the internet have made predictions on who they believe will win the week 10 Sunday night football game between the Chargers and the 49ers. Right now, Greg Rosenthal, Mike Florio, uh, Michael David Smith, NFL staff, Stephanie, Stefania Bell, uh, Matt Bowen, Mike Clay, uh, Dominique Foxworth, Jason Reed, not our Jason Reed, different Jason I, Reed. No E. Uh, yes. Uh, Laura Rutledge, Seth Wickersham, love that name, Albert Breer, Mitch Goldich, Gary Gramling, Connor Orr, John Plum, Pete <laughs> Prisco, Jason LaConfra, Will Brinson, Jared Dubbin, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg all picked. <laughs> the 49ers to win this game there was one pundit who didn't <laughs> who picked the chargers who will be getting a fruit basket from charger <laughs> chat yeah dan graziano picked the chargers to win so can i say this is a good sign because at our high school behind our high school was one of my favorite pizza places it was Graziano's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember Graziano's. You feel yeah. me? Oh, yeah. Over our NRB, Graziano's. So this is me. I, I saw this. I was like, all right, Dan. I'll f with Dan. Graziano's. I Let's like ride. it. Yeah. Let's do it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So obviously the world is against us. And when the world is against us, when our backs are pressed against the wall, Let's I feel like it. that's the time that we lash out. And, and that's do when our Justin best. Herbert gets pissed off. That's right. And he. Laser makes, beams makes magic happen. Yes. Um, all right. Well, you know, time to make some bold predictions of our own. Um, it's, uh, it's that time now that we've seen what everybody else thinks it's time for us to tell you what we think are the bold predictions for this upcoming game. So Kevin, what are we thinking? What are we feeling? That's an, I think it's going to be another life alert game. <laughs> um, chargers are winning. Um, we're going to win 24 to 23. Okay. And, Dicker the kicker is gonna pull this one out for us again. Really, another yeah. another game winning back, kick. a back to back, a back to back kicker the dicker game to finish I love it. it off. Um, kicker the dicker, kicker the dicker. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that twenty four twenty three. It's gonna. It's these are gonna suck until we get our full roster back. So we can uh, eat yeah. this out if we can hold them to twenty three points and we can get that twenty four. Like that's it's a win and let's walk away. Let's I walk like away. it. I like it. What about um, you? I'm going to say Chargers are going to win. Uh, I'm going to say 20. I'm going to say 28 to 17. Um, I, I know it's it's kind of a heftier win. I, I mean, because I think that's the situation. I think in some of these games that we're like, it's going to be close, going to be a nail biter. 
I think that's when we're going to get surprised. I think that's when we're going to see a team, you know, because we've seen so many times that the Chargers will get blown out by a team that we didn't expect to get blown out by. It's got to happen to another team at some point in time. And I think it might be the 49ers. That might be the one where it happens. Maybe they have like five turnovers this game. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I'm saying 28-17, and I think uh, Michael Bandy gets a touchdown. I forgot one of my, besides uh, Kickman, Kicker the Dicker, winning it for us. Yes. We see the first dance. Brayden Pahoko, first dance. If it can happen to Jimmy Garoppolo, man. It's uh, going to happen. It's uh, going to happen. And we get to see the dance. It's coming. It's coming like Sunday it. night. I like it. Let's make it happen. Um, okay. All right, folks. Well, there you go. That is our bolt predictions in the books. Uh, hopefully next episode, we get uh, Kyle, the coach, Doug and back uh, again, you know, brick by brick, child by child. We will free him from that, uh, <laughs> from that cave. But yeah. uh, until then, folks, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.